0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
0: Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate that. Lots to talk about, as always, on the show. Um, as I say, 1st of March, happy eight week anniversary of lockdown, everybody. You remember that that lockdown that was just for a few weeks, that one, the one for just a few weeks while we rolled out the vaccine and and it was going to prevent hospitals being overwhelmed and, and it was going to be the last lockdown. And, um, and it's just until the over 70s are vaccinated. Remember that one? OK, eight weeks in. Next week, we might get kids back to school. Well, we should get them back to school, unless the uh, teaching unions manage to come up with another reason why we can't. And uh, and uh, and after that, well, you know, it's another month until anything else happens. But, um, you know, well done, everybody. Uh, 6.34 is the time. Joining me all this morning, Benedict Spence, who's a political commentator. Good morning to you, Benedict.
1: Good morning, Julia. How are you?
0: Very well, indeed. I'm, um, you know, excited about the joys of spring. It was a lovely weekend. Absolutely fascinating, really, to see how many people were out and about. Uh, my daughter and a friend headed off to uh, one of the uh, big park areas in London, North London, Primrose Hill, uh, yesterday, and, and said there was not a an inch of grass not an inch of grass that was remotely even available, even to walk on, let alone sit on. It was so packed with people having picnics outdoors and the like. Metropolitan Federation of Police Officers uh, in, in London's officers have uh, basically said, look, we're, we're not going to police outdoor gatherings anymore. We don't want any part of this. It's impossible to police. Is this, is this now almost an unofficial end to lockdown, given that you are not allowed to stop and have a picnic? You're not allowed to meet up with more than one other person to exercise in, in public areas? But it was very obvious to everybody but your weekend, that's what everyone was doing.
1: I wouldn't say it was necessarily an unofficial end to the lockdown. Um, I don't think that this is a surprise, frankly. You know, it, it was a glorious day, really, given you yeah, know, and, and it was a sharp increase in the temperature, given what we'd had before. Um, I would imagine it's just a lot of people doing, as a lot of people have done throughout the lockdown, which is deciding to you know interpret the rules as and when they oh. felt it was necessary. Um, and I mean, especially after we had the the news a couple of days ago uh, that not a single case of COVID was reported uh, in relation to. I don't remember. Don't suppose you remember last summer those pictures of everybody crammed onto the beaches oh, and everybody yes. going, "Oh, look at this! It's a nightmare." And then it turns out actually that there were no cases related to that because surprise, surprise, you're in an outdoor space with it's incredibly well ventilated. And actually people weren't running up to each other, hugging, doing that sort of thing. No. They were basically observing social distancing. So yeah. I think... I mean, how, the, how close do people
0: was. sit next to each other on the beach? I mean, it was always very obvious to me at that time that was the case. Um, but this is... I, I, I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I'm not... Again, I'm not endorsing people breaking the law, but I, I am not... Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm distinctly unconcerned by people being outdoors exercising their judgment because one of the things I've always wanted was for people to be allowed to exercise their own judgment. I think people are largely very, very sensible uh, and, will, and will actually do so. Let's talk about this uh, new variant, though. This is a Brazil variant. Now, we've already had the P... Uh, so the P2 variant that was found in the country in January. Um, the P1 is the one that's concerning. This is the one that's been uh, in Manaus, uh, which, which one of course, as one of the highest rates of COVID in the world. There was a thought, actually, at the end of last year that they actually would have had some sort of a, a herd immunity in Manaus, but have actually had a whole new variant there. Um, they, it, it turns out this is um, a variant that they worry. Again, they don't know. They worry it is more contagious, Not a fact, a a possibility. They worry Mm. that it won't, that the vaccine, not that the vaccine won't work on it, but the vaccine won't work as well on it. Well, given that the vaccines so far were far better than they were ever predicted to have worked, I'm not quite sure that is such a concern. I mean, either way, you can adjust the vaccines anyway. And there are loads of variants and there will continue to be loads of variants. So let's Mm. let's put those provisos in place. But six cases have been detected in the UK. Crucially, one of the cases, Public Health England have no idea who it is. So someone has got themselves tested. They have not given or the contact details somehow have been lost. They don't know where they were tested and they don't know who they are or how to contact them. But they're now tracking hundreds of passengers who got off uh, connecting flights from Brazil to the UK uh, in February. Um, I mean, this is genuinely terrifying. I'm not terrified of the new variant, but genuinely terrifying that... Someone has had a test and was you know, certain enough to have a test. And this was this was at a time when it wasn't required, I think, for people to have tests. Um, and yet they don't know who this person is. How is that even possible? You have to give your details to get a test at home and you have to give your details to get a test in a, in a testing centre. So what's I gone mean, wrong?
1: I from what I heard and you might correct me, this might be wrong. I heard that the person filled in their details and their handwriting was very bad and that they can't actually read it.
0: Then, that's, then, that's then make them fill it in again. I mean, yes, there must that, be a that handwriting specialist who can perhaps have a go at reading I mean,
1: it. It's one of those. Uh, isn't it the case that they have on those forms, or should have on those forms, please fill this in in block capitals? I thought that was always the case with official documentation, but maybe I'm wrong. But you're right. It's ever so slightly concerning that if there really are only six cases, uh, you know, that we've got, you know, one in six we're not able to find. Because as you say, if it is an incredibly virulent strain, but we more don't know that's that it's done its job now. Yeah. Sorry. Well,
0: well, again, we don't know that. I mean, again, yeah, we don't. can I just say, though, what did you make of the timing of this? 20 million doses of the jab. Yeah. People out and about enjoying a lovely, well, it's not summer's day. Who are we kidding? But it wasn't grey and miserable and rainy. And that'll do because we're British. Um, mm. People feeling a lot more positive. Loads of people have had their vaccines. People look, there's no question at all. People are now, as you say, interpreting the rules in their own in their own way. I've I've seen it and, 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 and seen enough people who are talking about doing this. Um, And. And and then miraculously, suddenly, we have this new variant that's popped up. I mean, how convenient!
1: It is. It is. And I or am I
0: being too cynical?
1: No, I don't think you're being too cynical at all. I don't think put it this way. I don't think that they'd be giving it as much airtime, so to speak, if we hadn't hit 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 this number. Simply because, as we've discussed on this show, and lots of people have discussed with you previously, there are always going to be new strains, new variants. Mm And on average, they're not going to be as dangerous as the old one because it's not in the virus's interest to kill all of its hosts. There is an outside chance that they might be. But as you've seen with the media, they are going to play this up a lot. And we understand why uh, the authorities are keen also to play it up because they want to be on the safe side. They really want to be incredibly cautious in case something goes wrong, in case something, you know, something doesn't work. And then they can reel things back without having to put too much strain. Mm. But, you know, a lot of people don't really like this attitude. We don't really like this softly, softly approach. We'd far rather have the attitude that is we've got the vaccine. Something might outside chance come along that renders it slightly less effective. But can we please proceed on the presumption that it is going to be effective, as all the studies so far suggest it is.
0: Well, indeed, I mean, it's extraordinarily effective, this vaccine. I mean, we are talking, I mean, off the scale, better than anyone could have ever hoped for effectiveness, this vaccine. Um, I have to say, I have been i mean utterly horrified to discover how much public support there still is for this slow slow run out with well, slow runs so, i mean the snail's pace walk out of uh, of uh, the the lockdown i mean the mail on sunday had a poll at the weekend um and, uh, and 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 people people just there's just massive massive support for this incredibly slow process and i just i do just find it um, very, very, very worrying that people are on are, are not bothered. The prime minister, I mean, his ratings are still much higher than uh Keir Starmer's. I think that's understandable given where Keir Starmer is on a lot of this. Um, but fifty two percent say the government have the right approach to the virus. Um, they um would all would lifting all measures be a good thing? Yes, sixty three percent. I mean, what? I mean, yeah, what do we, do you support Boris Johnson's roadmap? 68% yes, 20% no. I mean, some of those, by the way, those no's will be people who just don't want us to ever come out of any version of lockdown at all. Um, It it is, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely, I'm actually the view, yes, you know, the government has done, you know, a lot, they've done lots of things wrong, they've done a lot of of things right. The vaccine rollout has been a huge success and, and, and every aspect of that. And we always give credit on this show where it is due. But I am horrified and scared by how many people, are quite happy for the country to stay in a version of lockdown for mm. for, for months and months and months on end. Um, we are going to face some of the costs of this, some of the reality, but not all of it uh, on Wednesday when we have the budget speech from uh, Rishi Sunak. Now, um with furlough, I mean, six million people still on furlough right now um, with, with with still more help going. We're told an extra five billion pounds for help on the high street, uh, more grants, hospitality uh, and the like. Um, we're not going to see the full effect of of the damage that's been done by this year long in and out lockdown. Um, and we're not going to see it would appear from what Rishi Sunak was hinting at at the weekend, um, the full effects of the costs yet. But do you think a lot of people just really have not got to grips with the absolute devastation that our economy has, has is going to experience as a result of this.
1: Yes, I think we had an initial economic shock, and I think a lot of people have wrongly made the assumption that that was the economic crisis. I think don't think they've realized that actually it's an incredibly deep but very slow-moving economic crisis. And as you say, they haven't quite felt the full extremes. Now, I do think it's a very interesting phenomenon that the freedom-loving Brit stereotype, it turns out, is perhaps not quite as embedded as once we'd hoped. Uh, but I do think it's going to be something that's worth Looking at in the future, I mean, you've got as Madeline Grant, the journalist, would have called them the Vernon Dursley types, the curtain twitchers in this country. We always knew that there were those sort of people who would quite like a lot of state control, you know, and always constantly looking at what their neighbours doing, checking or not they're breaking a hose hosepipe ban or uh, whatever. You know, we've always had that sort of tendency. But there is, a, as you said, a great sort of sway of the people who seem rather content with the way that things are going. And you don't know whether or not it's because they're incredibly trusting of the government and incredibly sort of benevolent. And they think, oh, well, it's unexpected. It's a pandemic. You've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Or, as is our worst fears, they are people who genuinely think the state needs to look after me. The state needs to do all of this. Uh, And I do think that, you know, in the next couple of months and years, we do need to we do need to move mentally, I think, from a place of thinking of the the virus as being a you know a black swan event or once in yeah. a lifetime sort of event to being something that is chronic and something you have to get on and live with and I think then you will find out actually whether or not the British people are liberty uh, freedom loving uh, liberty yeah. lovers. And or whether or not, actually, it turns out all along, they just wanted to be coddled.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm really quite worried about that. It's it's a very big concern. I think the younger generation are going to live with that. We're going to be fighting to get those basic rights back for, for many decades now, unless they are. back. if they don't come back this year for good. That's it. That, that they, they are lost for a long time. Um, it's interesting also, if you see, you know, the Isle of Man have had a few cases, a couple of which they cannot work out where they've come from. Um, and they've been uh, out of lockdown, but, you know, basically closed after the rest of the country. Auckland and New Zealand, uh, they've gone into yet another lockdown. We saw, of course, uh, in uh, Melbourne in Australia went into a five-day lockdown when they had some cases. Um, there is no such thing as zero COVID, people. It's not possible. It won't ever happen. You can't do it. Um, everyone's going to have to get to grips with that. Uh, so we are going to talk about that. Um, We're also uh, later on going to be talking about more on what's going to happen in terms of help for the high street. Um, Grants of up to £18,000 for hospitality. Does this even touch the size? Does it actually help supply chains? Wouldn't it be more helpful to open up hospitality? Yeah, here's a mad idea. Going to talk about the Golden Globes uh, and later on also uh, that uh, extraordinary evidence from Alex Salmond over six hours on Friday and what Nicola Sturgeon will have to say on Wednesday when she gives evidence to the same committee. Oh yes, and Trump 2024
1: the breakfast briefing with julia hartley brewer on talk radio
0: if you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the talk radio breakfast show every weekday from 6:30 until 10.
1: flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans